The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Dying ain't so bad. Oh God, here it comes. Oh, hot, hot, hot. And away we go. Hot, 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 hot. Oh, baby. Somebody emailed a great idea and said, what if Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico have an OnlyFans page? It, it would be millions and millions of dollars immediately. I mean, it wouldn't even be, it would be so fast to a million that Bad Bobby's head would spin. Cash Me Outside Girl couldn't, couldn't keep up with that. And that is going to be so much more lucrative than whatever winning Miss Argentina or Miss Puerto Rico was going to get you. I don't think pageant girls make much money. Not like they used to. They used to be able to host things afterwards. They get a, uh, you know, scholarship for a year or two. Yeah, yes, yeah. so they get a school. They go to school, but some of them would become like Entertainment Tonight hosts and or go on to like you know TV shows or careers. Sean Weatherly was Miss and now Universe. that's bad. Yeah, well now you can't. No, unless you're on Fox. News. Well, nobody was, and maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe they just go to Fox News. That could be it. They do have some smoke shows over there, Fox News. <laughs> Certainly don't at MSNBC. Not going, going out of there. their way. Also on CNN. CNN's trying. They're putting it out, but they're still it's not the same. Uh, Brett's going out this morning. He's trying. He's our beauty queen. He's at Indian School and Litchfield Road in Goodyear today. Uh, the last shot, live shot at KUP deployment uh, where we're dropping off a bunch of supplies for our Arizona military that are serving somewhere other than here uh, for the holidays. And there's a lot of them. Um, and a lot of them are way overseas as well. This is a support the troops uh, movement. When the troops are kind of uh, back of the uh, the stovetop, you know, nobody's really thinking about them right now. And we say, oh, I support the troops. I'm a troop. We've got to support them when we're not constantly in battle. And right now we're not. But they're still doing a lot of important things, and they're still not home. Uh, over 600 Arizona troops not here for the holidays. And the families of uh, about 500 of them have emailed me and said, uh, thank you. This is unbelievable. The, the, you know, we don't get to see our kids for the holidays. And this you know, is going to mean, mean something. And this year – you think about it, you're coming out of the, the pandemic. There were a couple of years that you didn't have an option right. to see the family. Now you could see the family and, and you're you not can't. Allowed. Right. Very true. And, uh, you know, it means something that they're being thought of by people they don't even know. You know, a little package from home. So we say we support the troops. Let's prove it. Let's put our money where our mouth is. Stop this, uh, you know, verbal glad handing of our own great achievements. By saying, oh, I, I gave to the troops. I, let's do it for real when they're not in need, basically. When they're not sitting there, uh, you know, looking down the barrel of a gun and trying to protect everybody. They're always doing it. They're always in that pickle. And we never know what's going to turn the corner and try to get them. So training or whatever. The border's another. They're at the border right now, a ton of them, because that is a quiet little war we're, we're having and nobody's paying North attention. North Korea's doing some practice. <laughs> they're shooting some missiles. Around. You never know when they're going to turn sideways. Uh, but, yeah, so they're always on call, and the support of them is necessary, especially when they can't be home for the holidays. You can help out today. Indian School in Litchfield. Uh, all the stuff. Brett will have a list out there for you. He's got your list right here. Dental floss, toothpaste, toothbrushes. Still light on that just a little. Lip balm has been great. Brady's friend brought over so many razors. I think we're covered on disposable razors. A lot of those folks have uh, bad ones. You know what we could probably use, those girl razors. Lady Bix? Yeah, the Lady Bix for the underarms and the, you know, the legs and such. Hard candy. they Just a treat, you know. Uh, hop in there to the Safeway out and help out with that. Uh, we got a lot of playing cards. Somebody dropped off all that stuff. They're looking for stamps and notepads. We've got this list at 98kupd.com as well, and you can check that out. We've got an Amazon wish list. How are we doing on golf balls? Shh. 
I don't know. I've got a lot. I haven't dropped off yet, but I will. All right. But I don't know. I got 600 of them. Someone else had another big box, too. I'll yeah, try to so if we get a whole bunch. Yeah, get a whole bunch of them. We'll get them out there. But they like just on downtime smashing golf balls into, you know, old Iraqi buildings that have been ransacked. And I'm all for it. Give them a game to play. A little pitch and putt out there in the desert or wherever they're. Even if it's down there, no Gallus or Douglas. Just chipping away at some course down there. They have a desert bit. nine. Yeah, <laughs> make a desert nine. They'll drill one out there. They got some engineers in that uh, core. Uh, anyway, head on over to Brett today. Indian School in Litchfield. He's also got tickets to Tom Segura with him today. And uh, some good guys, I think, I believe, is the other thing he's got. So it's pretty good. All the way around. Does he have NASCAR with him as well? I'm not so sure. Crawley. Crawley. Got to go ask Brett. Find out all about what Brett has and what he's doing. And you guys can uh, support the troops for real like we always say we do. And then do we really? I think we should. I like this. This We're so woke this could never happen in our country. But a uh, Pakistani actor, she's a woman, actress. Her name is Sehar Shinwari. Uh, it says Pak actor. But uh, I think, I don't know what she is to be honest with you. She's Pakistani. But she says, and this is, she's offered her body up. She's offered her body up if Zimbabwe uh, beats India in the World Cup. qualifying T20 matches. Because evidently they beat Pakistan. And she said if they beat India, she'll marry a Zimbabwean, immediately give her body to a man from Zimbabwe because Pakistan hates India so much. So she's like, they beat us, we can't beat them. But if you beat them... I will bang the tar of most of Zimbabwe's team, is essentially what she's saying. She, she's offered her body up. Now, if can you imagine, and this would be the equivalent if, if uh, Selena Gomez said that she would immediately marry a Zimbabwean man if they beat uh, Russia, like our enemy. And she's like, I will, f- I will f- uh, forego any virtue or anything else and take the, the very, probably very large D of a Zimbabwe man. Uh, if you guys beat our rivals, offered herself up. Now that is good patriotism, right? That's good old fashioned patriotism. Is that incentive for Zimbabwe in a way? Yeah, yeah. It's going to boost Zimbabwe. Like, look, we took out Pakistan, and now Pakistan's like, all right, tip of the cap. Good job. If you lose to India, you make us look horrible. So we're going to give you the poon of one of our finest actresses. <laughs> it's like we're going to send Jennifer Aniston over there. Uh, you know, she hasn't done much lately, but she still looks the part. And we're going to let her ride you like a hobby horse if you guys can take out India for us because we didn't, we screwed up and lost to Zimbabwe. We overlooked Zimbabwe, which is evidently not a very good team. She said, I'll marry a Zimbabwean man if their team miraculously beats India too. Uh, 850 users. It's got 49 retweets. I don't know if she's very popular. <laughs> but uh, she has offered it up. Man, not a bad-looking lady. Young. So will that be a 10-week series? The team yeah. all vies for her, uh, you know, he's going to m- marry <laughs> one. Well, I don't know if she's marrying anybody on the team. Just somebody said- from Zimbabwe. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's like, find me a Zimbabwean. She's going to land in Zimbabwe, look around and go, you, get on me. Are you talking to me? I will do it. And the next thing you know. Now think about some American woman. Say, look, uh... Ukraine needs you more than ever. Their soccer team's playing the Russians. And we want to hand over your vagina as incentive. I don't think you'd find one American woman that would be that patriotic that would do it. Not at all. Hump away. That's the old-fashioned way. That's the incentive. It's Helen of Troy. It's all those. What motivates a man more than, uh, than the strange coming his direction saying, that's, that's for you if you win this? That would be great at a bar. If you win this dart game, I'll give myself to you. Like, my God, I'm going to be throwing bullseyes like crazy or regretting that night for the rest of my life. It's the, it's the ultimate currency. Pakistani strange starts throwing itself around the bar. My God. That's great stuff. I was just looking at a list of famous uh, Zimbabwean people, yeah. like actors. Yeah. Or, Who is it? Or, um, there's a couple of candidates over there. She go same... Same sex. Oh, that's a good-looking. Chipo Chung. Chipo Chung. She's good. She's in the uh, Zimbabwean version of Friends, I think. Good stuff. 
And another one named uh, Henry Olongo. Henry Olongo. That's he looks pretty that's a handsome. Man. That's a handsome Zimbabwean. Hop on that guy. Go Zimbabwe. Kevin Mambo. Oh, this guy. Mambo. Forget it. Going to split that packy in half. <laughs> That's bad news. She has bitten off a whole lot more than she can probably chew. But One more, Louis Banda. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a, ready he's a, for action. He's a runner, an Olympic sprinter. That's a good one. He's another one. I like Louis. Does it have to be another famous Zimbabwean? What, who's the president of Zimbabwe? Oh, M.K. Asante is a Zimbabwean. Good-looking man. Who's she's got the her pick. president? Yeah, who's the president of Zimbabwe right now? I think that's the way to go. But, yeah, she's offered herself up to a, a country to defeat her enemy, and I find that to be very quite admirable. Talk about supporting the troops. That's supporting your crew right there. But I wouldn't take that Henry Rando guy. That dude looked big in just his headshot. She's, that's going to do some Pakistani log splitting. That's bad news. Uh, Emerson is the uh, president of, yeah. I can't. No uh, picture? His, his last name. Yeah, there is. Let's see. The, let's see the, uh, you have no chance Manang- of the last name. Let me see. Gagwa. Yeah. Nangagwa. Let me see the photo. Yeah, you got to get, he's you a, could probably hump this man. Zimbabwean president. Oh, great looking guy. Yeah, that, she, she should be so lucky. He's the president of Zimbabwe. And now I will bang the Pakistani hole on the name of our soccer team. Long live Zimbabwe! I think Zimbabwe's got the flag that they just, they're not effing around. That's the one that's just the, it's the sickle and the AK-47. It's like we did it through farming yeah. and killing mother That's how we became a thing. I think that's their flag. It's the most impressive flag out there. Zimbabwe. I think it's Zimbabwe. If it's not Zimbabwe, it's one of them next to them. It is black, red, and white. Got a big AK-47 on it. And then a thing that says we also farm and we protect it with these. So get the f*** <laughs> off our land. Bloodshed. That's how we became They don't a have problems with owls on their property. No. I didn't see my owl last night. They're not lying about how they became a country like all these other places are. They're like, look, bloodshed and food. That's basically what made us Zimbabwe, and we're pretty proud of it. I think it's pretty neat. I'm watching. You said you were watching yesterday too the Jerry Falwell thing on Hulu. The fall. It's called God Forbid, and it's a documentary about the sex scandal that took down Jerry Falwell Jr. from Liberty University, and uh, like it's a weird thing. This the, basically Jerry Falwell, evangelical. Superman of the 60s, 70s. He was like well-known throughout the nation, got a super powerful lobby together, uh, helped President Reagan become the moral... Uh, look, the they moral make a, majority. The moral majority. They yeah. make a great point of how Jimmy Carter in 1979-80 was actually an evangelical Baptist. Yep. He was everything that the Christians should want, and they hated him. And Falwell aligned with Reagan who wasn't much of the, you know, traditional Christian and said, uh, you know, we're Wife's on your team. astrology. And- right. Yeah. She's into astrology. He'd been divorced a couple of times. And back then, as crazy as it sounds, that was a taboo thing to make you president, to have a divorce under your belt was like, Ugh, you're, and, and to claim that you're religious. Now it doesn't matter. But Jerry sided with Reagan and bounced the actual Jimmy Carter, who was probably more aligned with the belief system, but it, it's all such a fake show. All that religion, all that stuff has just been a fake show, all of it, from every president on. And so he was a big deal. His son took over the whole thing and helped get Trump elected and all these other stuff. But uh, his Which wife— was the son that really didn't want the— He didn't—he wasn't that religious. He was the, uh, he, he's the a other drinker. kids were falling in right. like, the, like the gemstones. Yeah. And he yeah. was kind of the— He's the business guy. Yeah. He, he wanted the money and he chased the cash, but he had to play the game of— you know, I'm Jerry Falwell's kid, so I still quote the Bible, and I live this. And I want to help my family. Well, I live this lifestyle <laughs> out loud that looks as though we're very, you know, puritanical, but we're. I would take the not. same route too. Oh, I would have well. done everything he did, and then they. So his wife meets a pool boy in a Miami pool house, uh, like Fontaine a pool Blue. bar. Yeah, a great place, and uh, and says uh, we should go do it, and then my husband's gonna cuck the whole thing, and he did. 
Uh, and he didn't know who he was banging. He's 20 years old, so he humps this lady. First meeting at a day's end down the street. Right. From the- hey, we're at a day's end. Let's go keep this discreet. So they go over to the day's end. Jerry Falwell Jr., guy doesn't know his name. The pool boy's humping away on his 42-year-old wife, looking in the corner, and there's this dude kind of filming it and tugging himself a little bit and goes uh, and does this thing, introduces themselves. Hi, I'm Jerry. I'm Becky. Uh, hey, let's exchange numbers. I really enjoyed this. My husband's not going to do He just likes to watch me get hammered by the youth. And so they're in love in like two days. The whole thing is something I would have done. I was never attractive enough to ever get picked up. I was on just going to ask you I, I, in a second. I would have been a little leery. You wouldn't have done it, not at all. I know. I guarantee you wouldn't have done it. Like I was thinking of the time in the fraternity, one of the guys gets that opportunity. There, it's probably eight out of ten. Yeah, you're 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 two out of it. You're not yeah. doing it. If a, if a cougar said, and someone and the look, husband Brady, wants to watch, I'll tell you right now yeah. for a million dollars. Come over and and bang Megan, and I'll watch your face. Already, I already watched. I watched your face turn to no, like immediately. I watched it happen. We've known each other for a long time. I'm going to give you a million dollars up front. You go have at it. I'm just going to stand next to you and jerk it. You're, I'm watching you do it again. I just watched just, your face wash over yeah, again. You're not because doing there's it. Just, but this kid's like you. You're wanna, twenty. You're twenty. A hot cougar at a pool at a pool party. You're all drinking. Game on. Says ignore these young girls. Watch, I know what I'm doing, to, and she's hot. And she goes back to the thing, and the husband's over there in the dark corner, and he's doing his thing, and you're you're just 20. It's like and this it's is still a story banging too on the first one. No, yeah, it was just oral everything, but it's a story. You go back and tell the guys at Fontainebleau. Hey, you know what I remember? See, remember that old hot lady that was? Yeah, she took me back to the days in, and I gave her what for in front of her husband. He's it was talking hot. to his sister, but he told his sister. That's the only disturbing. I'm on part my of the, way over to the days in. The only part of the documentary was. He confides in his sister immediately that he's the he's banging some married lady while the husband cucks it. And, and she's the, the one that put c- the two and two together like Jerry. Well, later she yeah, said, who, later. who are these people? Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. Someone named Ricky and Jerry Falwell. And she's like, Jerry Falwell, the evangelist? I don't know who they are. Let me Google it. She looks it up. She goes, it's the son. She goes, okay, you're having sex with the son of Jerry Falwell's wife. Like, that's his daughter-in-law. And this and the sister, I, have you ever called your sister and goes, "Guess what I did yesterday? <laughs> I was the third in a cuckold." What? Yeah, that's right, Amy. I was number three. I banged an old lady. The husband jerked off in the corner in a day's in. Your sister would have been like, "Don't ever call Is me this again." A radio stunt. Don't ever call me again. So he keeps doing it and doing it, and the sister knows every detail, which is gross. And the only disturbing part of the whole documentary to me was. A, the hypocrisy, but I expect that from all evangelical types. They're all phonies. Like, none of them are real. But then the twist of, uh, you know, when you said a million bucks, well, that kid got four and a half million. Well, he got didn't access get it personally. to No, that was the they, amount they of bought the, the property. The, the amount of the building was four million. To keep he him had, happy. He had 20% of that and never saw it. Yeah. So it was basically like you've got ownership rights and then they paid off the other. It, that, that, it, they were just crooked, horrible human beings. Surprise, surprise. The evangelical Ooh. Christian Baptist superstars who ran Liberty University weren't on the up and up. So it just it snowballs into this thing. But uh, again, a, a, a couple, if I'm 20 years old and I'm a pool boy at a sex-driven uh, pool party that happens every Friday and Saturday over there and you're pulling $1,000 a day in tips just from hot chicks and partygoers. Yeah, you're saying two to five. Yeah, two to 500 on, a, on the- an average day. Yeah. And he's like, I could get... You know, big days. It was like Vegas just would erupt at this place on Saturdays and Fridays. You don't tell your sister you're the pool boy cuck. Like, oh, man, this guy's standing in the back. He's jerking off. I'm banging his wife. It's awesome. Hey, not everybody hates their sister as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not calling my sister to tell her that. Even if she's <laughs> especially like that's something I would call my sister and tell her. Because that's something you call somebody listen, you don't. Witch. Hey, listen to what I do, you dumb C word. Why are you telling me this? To make you uncomfortable, keep you from calling me again, ever. Yeah, you, you don't call your sister you respect and like and say, guess what happened to me yesterday? This cougar took interest in me, took me back to her room, and I gave her the goods back in front while her husband filmed it and watched. Be careful. Yeah, that's good advice. See, I'm going to go do it again. And he did it again, and she knew about it every time. And then, weirder still, this sister... Who knows a little bit about what's going on? Starts hanging out with the whole crew. 
Like good they, people. Yeah, they're, 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 you know what? Let's just see what this is all about. Maybe I can be uh, in on this cuckold thing for a couple of a couple million. So the dude makes the documentary. It is pretty twisted when you look at who these people are. I am not at all surprised that uh, the Fallwells are. Didn't um, Malik Willis go to Liberty University? Yeah. Yeah. I never knew until this documentary. I was yesterday years old when I found out Liberty was the Fallwell I thought you Super knew that they made the NCAA oh, yeah. tournament a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, no, I know. And they had all the Falwells down in the front row. I had no showing idea. Showing them all the time. I, I knew that they were tied to it and big donors, and but I had no idea that they have a strict code of conduct that no one can hold hands. You can't date. You On can't campus. drink. You yeah. can't have oh, sex. Oh, it's like BYU. BYU is BYU more is, lax. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. You, uh, you, so they yeah. have fines for if you get caught kissing, if, yep. you, if anything goes further, if you're drinking. It's crazy. It's Liberty University. I, I looked at a school in Minnesota, small college, Bethel College, mm-hmm. and it was very similar. No dancing on campus, yeah. and it was for that that was, they had right? the and same that thing. Interested you? No, I didn't know. That. I mean, I oh, you didn't the know campus is beautiful, and all of a sudden they went down. Brady drew a line of dancing. That's he was he was a b boy. Like, no well, dancing too much. Yeah, he was a late eighties b boy, and he absolutely must dance. Yeah, was, it was you can't hold me. You couldn't have that that footloose moment for Brady. If I can't dance by the tractors, I don't want to go to bed. I just thought that's a little – it was foot loose. Like, yeah. really? Yeah, I'm not interested in that. And they give you a thing that says, no dancing. Like, guys, I wasn't going to anyway, but no, now, I, but now, now I, I want to. Yep. Now, now you're now making it so I can't. I had one of my best friends end up going there, played oh, football no and lacrosse. He loved it, but he also sure. was – He was wasn't a big dancer. You know? <laughs> right. It's like I could have gone uh, to as Bethel. As far as you know. Man, I bet at Bethel College Look, there's a lot of I'll be honest. dancing going on. When I was searching colleges, which took three minutes because it was MCC, and that was it. <laughs> that was my that was my one was and safety. But uh, if they had a no dancing policy, that would have drawn me in. Like, oh, there's no dancing here? That's fantastic because dancing is one of the funniest wastes of time in human history. Is that basically because MCC was, what, a half mile from your house? <laughs> there's a whole lot of nobody else would have taken it. <laughs> That was, that was really the only place I was qualified to get in, and I still had my fingers crossed. At great prices. Yeah, the prices were reasonable. It was close. I had no real direction. I didn't know what I was doing. MCC was kind of the thing I had to do because my dad was like, you got to go to college. I'm like, I don't know why I'm going. He's like, you got to go. So I just went. You could at least test the waters. Same. I enjoyed it, but it was more because it wasn't high school. Like I was on my own schedule, and nobody was babysitting me. So I started getting really good grades. Cause I'm like, I'm, this is what I've always wanted. I don't need this structure of nightmare of high school and this babysitting like I'm 12. It was like, you're an adult. Do it yourself. Personal responsibility. That's what MCC made me feel great. It was like, you're personally responsible for everything that happens here. We're not, we're not hand-holding you or calling your parents if you don't show up. And I'm like, I hated high school. I thought it was, it was sixth grade for five years. It was annoying. Well, there's a reason why they do that. There is a system set up on that. What? Calling your parents and stuff. Oh, sure. Because yeah, they... It's like they're going to be doing something stupid a look, lot of times if they're not. Right. And I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need somebody else tattling There's only on a me. handful. Right. And I was doing good. stupid stuff. But it wasn't, you know, it was like, ugh, I got this stupid phone call to my mom and dad. College isn't going to call your mom. You know, he didn't show up today. Mm-hmm. You should shout at him. Like stop it, stop! College was just like you don't show up, you get F's. You yep. deal with you deal you with make your, your own bed. Yeah, you deal with them when the grades come in. I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your kid's up there at NAU. Is he doing all right? Well, he's doing good up there. But I was more talking about Alex. He just he's oh. at the point where he's not seeing any benefit of school. Yeah, yeah, I got that way. Junior year. Now they tell and you, and that's know, where he's at. But ninth, I'm like yes, to eleventh grade. grade. Yeah. So I just had to really tie awful. it to his need for a car and driving. Yeah. You start blackmailing him, and hundred percent. That's yeah. exactly what it is. You start saying that it, one thing. You know, it's bribery. This has to happen, or this goes away. And it's like, ah, yeah. crap. My only incentive is to not get hassled. Yep. Yeah. It's junior year of high school is a drag. But again, dancing would have ended it all. I didn't. I like the dances. And all the things that were getting dressed up and going. No dances sw- at Dobson. I would have. I would have been so much happier. Uh, dances are dumb, and there's uh, I, like High the dan- dances. Oh, they're the worst. Ah, they're so it's a annoying. Big social thing. Come yeah. on, right. and I had it's that fun. anyway. I did them every weekend. I had a yeah. social thing every weekend. Yeah. Now the school wants seven hundred dollars for pictures and <laughs> this, and you got to go get a suit. You sure, there's to, there's some nickel terrible. and diming Look, dances opportunities. Are dumb. Let's have a. a 
a no dancing policy at a school, that is drawing me in. We don't dance here. It's stupid. I'm like, man, Liberty, you're for me. Aside from all the don't touch them and we're not drinking, the no dancing thing, I'll, I'll forego the other stuff. But it's a weird documentary because it's, uh, you know, the hypocrisy of that whole world is a real spotlight goes down on it because he, he would go to these, <laughs> e- it's true, these evangelical uh, uh People, all of them, Nutbags. like loads of them would show up and they're all hanging out and he's there and he's watching and he said, you know, they were all on TV. They were all living these lives of, you know, I do this. There's some lady at the end who spoke in tongues the whole time on stage and he goes, she was crazy. The crowd went nuts backstage. He's like, how about we go in the back and I give you a deal, a little tick, tick, tick. And he's like, he's like, all of them are perverts. Crazy. They're all disgusting. They're living the secret. And they get charged up by that they stuff. They get away with it. Because nobody's looking into them that way. Because the people that they've surrounded themselves with are scared to death of that. And yet they Genius. Uh, are in Think front about of this education. Many... That, you know, they're giving these kids a education turnaround and using that to Whatever they're their... doing, yeah. It, Think it about how many dirty. religions, I was going to say in America, but I guess in the world, that, that do that. It's oh. a haven for, for whatever you need it's, to get it's away a with. Shelter. Because you, it's a shield you yeah. stand behind. It's a moral shelter to say, look yeah. how I live my life. And then behind the scenes, like, nobody's looking if I right. do this. No one would ever expect the Falwells to go to a day's end. They were brazen about it. They, they wandered around with this kid. They'd take him to dinner. They'd do all, they're like, nobody's going to suggest anything like nefarious. Not today. Or, yeah. And then, but then they got sloppy. And they didn't pay the kid. And he's like, you're paying other people to not talk about this except me? Like, I'm the only one that you're saying, eh. That's why you're so special. Right. I'm broke. And then uh, he goes, but it's a pretty good documentary. But it's, uh, boy, is it weird that the sister knew. The last thing I'd do, like I'd keep that on the down low right now. Like even if it was 25 years ago, if I was ever a cougar and a cucks uh, pool boy, and I was never in that opportunity. Nobody, no cougar ever liked me. No, no one ever liked me. I, I didn't have a chance to do that just regularly. The closest thing we had at, at OU was um, he was four years older than me, one of the fraternity yeah. brothers, um, was involved with one of the uh, judges' wives in. No kidding. In Athens. Ohio. But it was just an affair. It wasn't like the judge knew. The judge knew. Oh, that's a cuckold. Yep. Oh, that's see. I mean, he wasn't in the room, but he knew it happened. And uh, well, he knew, but he was encouraging it to happen, or he no, found no. out and then trouble. He found out. Oh, that's yeah. an affair. So yeah, if it was he an affair. Found, yeah, he and, wasn't happy with it. That's not cucking. Right, right. Yeah, and cucking. He spent is, a couple of nights in in the uh, county jail. Well, sure. Yeah, you're going to go after him. So the judge found out his wife was boning some kid. That's yeah. different. That's yeah. A totally that's what I'm saying. Scenario. The only thing that was close. Yeah. That's just a kid who got involved in dumb. But you know, twenty years old. If I looked halfway decent at 20 instead of looking like a gigantic watermelon stuck to a pencil, maybe some cougar would have liked me. I remember there was a, my, my bus boy friend was 16, and we were uh, bussing tables at Tony Roma's. I'm not going to use names here. It's dangerous. <laughs> this was bad. And he's like, hey, Johnny. I'm like, what is it? Um, what is it, unknown friend? And he said, uh, that lady that comes in, at table, it was A11. At table A11, um, she's here every Monday now because she knows I work here. I'm like, yeah. And she just asked me to go back to her house with her. I'm like, no kidding. He goes, yeah. He goes, should I do it? I'm like, no. She's like 35. I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea for anybody. I think it's cool because she was a professor at a local university. I won't say which. But I think you can guess because there's one. <laughs> And uh, he's like, come with me. So there I am. That was the closest I've been to a cuck in her pool <laughs> listening to like some weird alternative XYZ or so. I forget the name of the band. But she was big into weird something. It's in the pool. And my 16-year-old bus boy, and I'm probably 18. With that professor at Southern New Hampshire University. <laughs> That's right. She's at the schnoo. <laughs> and I'm just kind of wading, you know, sitting out there uh, paddling around in the deep end. Well, my uh, bus boyfriend starts making out with this professor in the shallow end, and I'm just there by myself, like, oh, my God, I've got to go home. This is the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Like, that lady was just eating ribs and an onion loaf a half an hour ago, and uh, just a normal Tony Roma's customer, and next thing you know, we're over here at a house by Doc and Eddie's, <laughs> and neither of us are allowed in Doc and Eddie's, so she's feeding us alcohol and banging one of the boys, 16. He fell in love with her. 
It was it was a regular Once occurrence. Again. I went over there three times, a couple of parties. Did he get university credit? Uh, I don't know that he ever went to college. He had a great story though because they he was a mess. Like he was in love. Like he didn't understand any of this. It was craziness. And then she fell in love. He started to get over it, and she comes back, and there's balloons. Like, she didn't hide it either. Tying balloons to his car. He's got all these Terry Schiavo balloons all over his cruddy car, and he'd leave Tony Romans at night, and she dropped off a bunch of stuff. I'm like, oh, you want to go over to her house and go swimming? Never again. Never, ever, ever, ever again. That was the weirdest night of my life. <laughs> okay, two more But times. then she started to get friendly with the whole Tony Roma staff and have parties at her house. And we'd go. Because I knew where it was. I'd go over there and take a couple other people, and next thing you know. Free drinks. It was kind of this group of people, that, and she'd take my friend into the back room and give him, give him the goods, and it was weird. But once she kind of got into this cycle of it, that was the closest I've ever been to that kind of thing. And then he flew off to Alaska for one of those summer fisherman things for four months. and Dropped off a weird. boat. <laughs> Be careful how you say bus boyfriend. That's true. <laughs> I have a bus boyfriend. It means I get a oral on the back of a bus every Friday after work. Uh, it's yeah, it was weird, but yeah, I. But that's something I never. I didn't just hop on the phone and call my sister back then. We were getting along back then, and just guess what happened tonight? I went over to this uh, ASU professor's house, and she boned one of the bus boys, and I watched. I was in it. I was in the pool while that was going on. <laughs> Why are you calling me with this? Oh, because we're besties, I guess. I think you're supposed to tell a family member of the weirdest thing you've done in the day. I humped some old lady and uh, her husband was in the back of the room filming it. You need to stop doing that. It's the Falwells, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. you got to stop. This is the dumbest idea ever. Obama was in town yesterday. I nailed Michelle while he watched. What are you thinking? I mean, it's similar, similar. But they're kingmakers. So it was kind of a weird... It's a pretty interesting documentary. It's a little That's long. That's what was so fascinating back in the day when the whole um, Clinton thing was going on. Uh, as far as, you know, all the women that came out. But it's like, this is how they rolled yeah. for, a, look. for years. And, and a lot of people have. I mean, the Clinton, question was, what, what presidency didn't? Right. Clinton was a victim of the 24-hour news cycle and, and reporters everywhere. Yeah. That no longer had a respect for the office. And he still thought it was 1965. Like his idol was Kennedy in a lot of ways. And the dude liked to use his power to get around Arkansas. And, you know, power equals, it's an aphrodisiac. Women love it. Throwing themselves at Bill Clinton, who was probably a dopey kid who couldn't get laid in high school at all. You know, so now he's got all these ladies tossing himself and he doesn't know what to do. And then, you know, he gets caught. He couldn't stop himself. So he gets caught. He was, a, he was just, he was a, it was a weakness. It was like alcoholism. The dude couldn't control it. Wasn't a good easy. trait. Wasn't a good, and it was too easy. Yeah, it was easy, and he had the power to cover it until he didn't. But he was another dumb, sloppy one. But everybody, look, Trump did it. Like, I, I still think, you know, everybody's like, Obama was so pure. I don't know. If you read his book, he's, you know, snorting coke off of people, and he's like, he was pretty angry for a while i would assume he had some issues that we don't know he's not this puritan either yesterday screaming about the sons which was great i guess i'm in the market to buy your team uh, i didn't know that neither did michelle we're family we get it you're the family guy that's pretty good though but yeah god forbid i give it uh, three and a half out of five it's good it gets a little long and then it gets a little ham-handed with political agenda but between abortion and I don't know how that even snuck yeah. in there, but it, you know, I just wanted to know about the pool boy hammering Falwell's wife and downfall. But you get into the whole what and they how controlled. deep it went. The Falwells were big on the abortion thing, big. That was pretty good. And then uh, you know, another story popped up last night that just flat pissed me off. Jerry Jones went to a Halloween party. Owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones goes to a Halloween party, dressed as a referee. Funny enough, like that, with a walking stick, a, a blind guy cane, right? Glasses. He looks like a member of Foot Locker. He's got the black glasses and the blind guy cane. You know who's mad? Blind.org. They're like, oh, he's making it seem as if blind people are incapable. We're tired of seeing this. Do you know? Right. First off, who, who told them? Because <laughs> yeah. you had to tell blind.org this happened. They didn't see it. 
Second, you know what, blind people? You are utterly incapable of being NFL referees. That's the joke. It would be the most egregious. It would be the the poorest hire of all time where giving a blind guy a chance to uh, ref an NFL football game. Terrible. You can't do it. So blind dog. No need to rub it in, though. No, no. There's absolutely need to rub it in. (laughs) Blind.org. And it says it plays into a harmful stereotype that that blind people are incapable human beings. You are when it comes to being an NFL referee. Sorry. Fact. Last thing I want you doing is monitoring uh, holding calls. That's the joke. The joke is, I think we hired a blind one, which would be the dumbest thing to put a blind person in uh, involved. You know what else I don't want? Somebody blind without help, without somebody in their ear, doing that Magellan two orange sticks thing to the airplane as it tries to find the jetway. <laughs> Another thing you're incapable of. There are plenty of things blind people cannot do based on the fact they are not sighted. You're totally allowed to try, but you're never going to get a job as an NFL referee. It's just not going to happen. That was Jerry Jones's joke. Blind.org, go f*** yourselves, whatever direction you're facing, because there's some things that are still hilarious, and that's one of them. It doesn't mean that's all blind people are dumb. yelled at games. Are you blind? Year after year. Yeah. Uh, a, a Major League Baseball umpire cannot be blind. I think it said every game because you, you look at the sideline judge or the guy right in back and like, it's right in front of him. How yeah. can you not see that? Was he that? blind? Check that guy's eyes. So it says, uh, so when they said it, they said, when anyone perpetrates the stereotype, it's harmful. I'm mad most at whoever ratted Jerry Jones out to the blind people. Like, like did blind people like get on the phone and like, all right, r- run down to costumes. We'll start here. What did Jerry Jones stress as? Oh, you're not going to like this. He put dark glasses on and had a, a blind guy cane. He was a blind referee. Oh, my God. Well, someday we hope to break that glass ceiling of being NFL referees. You're not even trying to be NFL referees. It's hilarious. It's like uh, armless.org being mad uh, that, you know, you went out as a pitcher with no arms in baseball. It would be the dumbest. Uh, well, we got a pitcher now for the Astros. He has no arms. What does he throw with? He doesn't. It just He kind of kicks it. It's just a boot. You can't do certain things if you can't see. If you're missing a, a, a you know, you can't, you can't do a, a two-handed push-up if you have one hand. Well, I could do a one-handed, but that's not a two-handed push-up, is it? So there are things you can't do. Clap. You can't clap. I can hit my leg. That's not clapping. That's that's a modification. There are certain things you adapt to, but you can never be an NFL referee. The joke is funny. Jerry Jones made a funny. And it's not the most original costume ever, but they want Jerry to apologize to the blind for this incredibly correct costume. Now, I'm not going to say I'm sorry because I don't know who told these dumb, sightless sons of bitches that I was dressed as one of their own. But uh, I'm not sorry. I'm just going to fire somebody who tattled on me to blind that erg. Now, who's the guy that told him? Blind.org wouldn't have known about this. It's another thing you're incapable of, being a private eye. (laughs) One thing I can tell you right now, blind.org, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Smell you later. (laughs) (laughs) He doubles down. That's me leaving. That's how you know. That's how you know I left. I blow on you because you don't know. This This podium has been empty for 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah, you can't do certain things if you're blind. NFL referee, pretty high on the list. And I can't. there's no blind person that's going to argue with me. Well, we could ref an NFL game. No, you couldn't. Not without an earpiece and somebody who saw something telling you, throw the flag, that was a hold. But then that's not you right. officiating. You're, you're just the speaker. Right. It's the, it's, you, cannot, you cannot call a holding penalty and be right. You can get lucky <laughs> if you just... Throw it in the air and go, holding, 78. Pass interference. Right. You it was a run. Did he catch it? Did the ball hit the ground? You're not qualified to be an NFL ref. The Why, worst John? would be underneath the field goal would doink. Sometimes it goes through. He doesn't know. We don't want you on the field, blind people. It's not a place for you. Women and blind people, they do? don't belong in the NFL football field. What do we have to do? Put one of those beepers in the uh, ball like they do for blind people? Still can't softball. call a hold. Still can't call pass interference. <laughs> You can beep the ball all you want. You can tie bells to everything on the field. He still can't call pass interference. It's a sighted game. 
I think you're just a hater. You can't make, I, I am. I hate a blind NFL referee. That would be a terrible idea. I would immediately hate that. I'm like, today's uh, glass ceiling has been broken as the head linesman is blind. I'm like, well, this is a terrible place. Let's review the call. <laughs> right. Let's oh, they put the blind guy in the booth to yeah. take a look underneath. The, he's going under the hood to look at nothing. He's going to come out and say, I didn't see that there either. I can't see. This is a bad idea. A blind catcher in baseball, terrible idea. Be crossed up on every play. There's certain things blind people can't do, and that's a funny joke. Yeah, somebody says he should do his apology in sign language. Because another thing you can't do, blind people, is read sign language. <laughs> and now I'm going to break into sign language to tell the blind that I'm sorry. Since you're so capable of everything, watch this. Here's one sign I know. What did he, what did he say? And the owner of the Cowboys has just flipped off a group he of blind people. You're number one. Smell you later, pigs. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing ever to be mad at. And the person that told Blind.org that Jerry Jones dressed as a blind referee is the, should be fired. You're awful. You're a horrible person for telling them that. You're just being mean to blind people. The person being really mean to blind people is the one who told them about this. They're making fun of blind people being refs. I read the kid the riot act on Halloween. He was Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you make fun of amputees? <laughs> right. That. right. Exactly. Right. John, I'm a hooker on Van Buren. Where's right. my forum? All these women dressing like me for Halloween. Screw you. Excellent point. Some sort of cultural appropriation to be a whore. With no experience. What about real whores? What do they dress as? It's just stupid. But the person who told... That would be a good one. Key Custer says, the person who told Blind.org was probably the blind guy Jerry stole that cane from. (laughs) I'm just going to grab this cane. I got an idea for Halloween. (laughs) You won't know. Smell you later. (laughs) That's his big goodbye to blinds. Smell you later. I'm pretty sure it was Jerry Jones, but I couldn't see. You know what else you can't be, blind people? An eyewitness. I don't want you hanging around the scene of the crime afterwards. It's worse than this guy. Oh, oh, me and my mom were wild. Wow, I don't even my care mom. who got shot anymore. I don't want to listen to you. Boop, boop. Did anyone see this? And a guy with a cane raises his hand. It's like, all right, are you, are you effing with me? I'm perfectly capable of being an eyewitness to a crime. Mm, first oh, yeah. word in that is? And then I smelled Drakkar, and, uh, and then that was clearly a black guy. So, because nobody wears that anymore. Thank you. I'm going to talk to your dog. <laughs> right. What did you see, Macho? What did Macho see? Are you barking at the bad guy? Yeah, there's plenty of things blind people can't do. And I'm in the world of reality where I realize that that's okay to say. An amazing amount of achievement uh, has been accomplished by the blind. The things you can do are unbelievable, but you are definitely hindered. I don't know how blind people... Know when to stop at four-way intersections. I don't know how the cane tells them that. Or which direction to go. You're on a corner. You got you a go question left, it. You, you got go a question right. every once in a while. I see a dude on 44th Street whipping that cane back and forth, and somebody, and he's going, man, flying. And just the cane is just doing back and forth, back and forth. And then he hit 44th and McDowell, dead stop. Like we're in the right place. And I'm like, he's not blind. That's it. He's just not blind. He's fooling everybody. Because you don't know when to stop. And again, like Toledo said, what if he makes a wrong turn and he's counting his steps and he's not on McDowell? He's on 52nd Street. Next thing you know, he's in our parking lot going, banging into Jill's car going, wait a minute. Somebody just parked? This doesn't sound right. Ting, 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 ting. Mm. Two ticks left, yeah. right. You know what else you can't do, blind people? Play concentration. <laughs> Sorry. You're not going to get the clues. If you put the bumps on the cards, I can not the TV version, not the classic concentration that Alex Trebek hosted, where underneath all the cards was a visual puzzle you had to solve. Eh, can't do it. And it's okay. There's plenty of stuff I can't do. Plenty of stuff. And I, don't, I have my eyes, and I can't do a ton of stuff. It's okay to say you can't do things. And I get tired of everybody. Well, it just means that you're telling blind people they can't. Yeah, it's time someone did say, blind people, don't try. And credit to all blind people for not even trying to be referees in the NFL. Good for you for recognizing. You've got better uses yeah, for your time. Some might disagree. I'd rather have them yeah. in there. No, the nobody would do that. See, but that's a 60-year-old man kidding. barking and crying about a bad joke. That's, that's what Skip Katerra would say, yeah. Blame, I'd rather have a blind guy out there than a yeah. Jerome Bougar. <laughs> uh, okay, no, you wouldn't. But self-awareness is key. 
and uh, organizations that tell blind people they can do anything they want. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, you can't. Find the freeway exit. Drive me to work. All sorts of things you guys can't do. And it's time someone told you. Blind.org's lying to you with all those possibilities. You can, you can shoot hoops and play darts and whatever, but you can't get into a real basketball game with sighted people. That's, I don't even think you, they can be bad. monitor the Waymo car either because you need to. I wouldn't want them back there in case something went wrong. You put a blind guy back there, it's just the worst <laughs> hire ever. To monitor the. <laughs> don't worry about it, blindy. The car drives itself. What happened there? I think we're doing okay. Yeah, good. Just stay there. If you hear a loud sound, smash the brakes. Where? Down by your feet. Just hit one of the pedals. Not that one. I shouldn't be driving. You shouldn't. NASCAR. Can't do it. It's in town this weekend. They're never going to break that glass ceiling having a blind NASCAR driver. Bad idea. So there's plenty of stuff blind people amazing, can't do. Yeah. Right. You can Plenty. climb Everest, you know. And but I, I don't I, recommend that. I'd rather you didn't. Because when it all goes south, now it i got to really feel It really hurts that. the Sherpa yeah. population. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop it. Be blind to be great at being blind. How about that? Take your blindness and be great at being blind. And this isn't blind people. This isn't at all. This is that weird organization of housewives with nothing to do with rich husbands that started blind.org and start pouring money towards them. And anytime they see something bad, they think they've got to stand up and, and uh, you know, defend them. Blind people aren't mad at that. Blind people didn't see it. Blind people never saw Jerry Jones's joke. And if you gave them eyes tomorrow, they'd see Jerry Jones dressed up like that. They wouldn't even know it's an NFL referee. They've never seen one before. They just think it's a guy dressed like a zebra, which they may not also know because they've never seen a zebra before. Jerry, next time, stroke him a check for hundred grand first. <laughs> then you can do whatever you want. I'm, here's $250,000 to your organization. I'm going to dress like a blind retard on Friday. <laughs> Can't say nothing. Money fixes everything. It's true. I, I, I just can't believe he's, they're asking him to apologize. It, it, you didn't get the joke. That's not his fault. It's you. And by the way, evidently blind people, uh, you sat on a stick and it went right up your ass. It's, let's take that out. <laughs> Have a sense of humor. You're blind. Evidently, you can ref an NFL game, but you can't laugh at a joke that's you know, mildly uh, low-hanging fruit. It's not the best joke in the world, but it certainly isn't something you should apologize for. Calm down. It says that blind people could never do it. No, I say that. Everyone says that. Blind people say that. I get nervous when they do that thing on like CBS Sunday morning. This pilot is going to be the first pilot to take a commercial jet overseas. I'm like, not on my watch. If I found out the pilot was blind. Comes on with a stick. <laughs> yeah, the you get to, glass and the dark if, if you were on a Southwest Airlines thing, would you feel, oh, this is wonderful. Is there anything that people can accomplish if the pilot got on with a blind stick and went right into the cockpit? I'd be like, hands up. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. And then you with your eyes see the plane on yeah. the runway go, veering left. <laughs> we're going left. Because the co-pilot's like, I got to let him drive. Otherwise, he'll feel incapable. Curb, curb. Curb, 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 curb. <laughs> That's all you hear from the cockpit. Go, 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 left, 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 no, 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 not so extreme. Folks, we're going to take about five minutes to reassess the situation. This was probably a pretty terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I would get off the plane. You would not, You, I guarantee you the dinging would sound like the bells at the Desert Botanical Gardens at Christmas. <laughs> oh, if you saw a blunt, ding, 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 be As, like deal or no deal. I can't get to all of you. Just want to shout out what's wrong right away, all in a group. Pilot's blind. All right, if you'd like to get off because the pilot's blind, you bigots, then go ahead. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, get off. Call me a bigot. I'll leave my bags on this thing. It ain't going anywhere. Pulling into the gate. Look out. Yeah. <laughs> we saw that one the other yeah. day. We've arrived at the destination a touch early, and we're going to let uh, Teddy, the blind guy, pull into the... And uh, honest with you, Southwest Airlines people who didn't see that coming. Well, I know one guy who didn't. Looks like you get to slide today on your yeah. way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wind slide. The good news is we turned the plane into a fun park, so everybody can slide down onto the jetway and get examined by a medical professional. Sorry about that. <laughs> they still give you that credit card sale. We appreciate you flying yeah. on Southwest Airlines. Half price for the like blind to, pilot. If you'd like to turn your, <laughs> yeah. your hand in that out as you hit the slide. I'm so all done. <laughs> airline miles into points. Yeah. I'm literally all done with this planet. Like, I'm, <laughs> f*** you is all I want to say to everything I read and see. It's like, oh, f*** you blind people. 
And, and it isn't blind people. It's some sighted housewife that feels like she's got to be a save-a-blind. People talk, off. people talk about woke. That is the definition Ugh. of woke. It, well, the, the rich housewife C- trying to save everybody. It a blind yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. Stop. Blind people, I hate to break it to you. You can't do everything that we can do. And, you know, tall people, I can't do everything you can do. Like, I can't reach the top shelf without a ladder. That means I can't do it. I need assistance. So. You had people at your house that uh, couldn't reach oh, the top shelf. Oh, it's great. This is for super tall people only. I'm like, right, it's for grownups. That's why we keep the liquor on the top shelf. Well, can't get to it. Well, I guess you don't get any. Get it for me. I'm like, no, it's too funny otherwise to watch you try to climb on the counters like, you're, like a, a leprechaun. Why would you have shelves way up there? Because I can reach them. Um, it's like it's not way up there to me. It's a normal shelf. Let's review design practices right, of the yeah, last you're 10 years. An idiot. It's a nine foot ceiling with a seven foot shelf. I can reach that. You're the only Lucky. one. It was great. But yeah, just stop it. Short people are mad for a reason. Blind people have anger issues because of that. It's, it makes sense to me. Randy Newman. Short yeah, people got not, no he, reason. He, well, that, that wasn't exactly <laughs> the angle I was going for, you horrible person. Man, apologize. They've got a right to I live, won't. Richard. No. No, that you should apologize for, Kyrie. <laughs> and that's another thing I'm upset about. Kyrie Irving. Okay. 500 grand makes it go away. Yeah. First off, you gave, if, you don't, if you haven't been following Place for the Nets, he, he put on his Twitter a link to a movie that is called Hebrew, Hebrew to Negro, and it's about how the Jewish people helped enslave black people in this. There's a lot of anti-Semitic stuff in the book and in the movie, and he pushed it out. Now, I live in a world where I disagree with all that. I don't think that that's right. And Twitter is a place for sure that you probably should keep those thoughts to yourself. But Kyrie Irving is allowed to have crazy thoughts. Part of being an American is defending someone having the right to say and think things that are just off the wall so long as it's not a threat to anyone else. Now, his employers can fire him and there can be repercussions that way. But forcing him to apologize, which is what they're trying to do, and saying, fall in line with everything we do. And he didn't say, I agree with this entire movie. Like, if I told Toledo, you've got to read Mein Kampf. Watch this. It, I want to see. Yeah, read. But if it, I, I told wanna... you read Mein Kampf, it is it is eye opening, and that's all I said on Twitter. I would be labeled as a guy who loves Hitler. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but you don't know that I'm not saying that to say, wow, there's some parts of this thing that you will not believe are human. You won't believe this. What, oh, what Marx, is written? All of it. Yeah, all that stuff. And if I told you to read, and, and essentially, and I'm not saying Kyrie did this, but essentially, he said this opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Some good, some bad. He didn't say what. But they're saying, why did you promote this movie? Why did you force uh, anti-Semitic views down the, you know, the throats? And he goes, I didn't. And stop saying I promoted it. I put it on my Twitter. I watched it. It interested me. These are things I'm interested in. He, he has every right in the world to be incredibly off base. You think everyone in the NBA thinks the exact same way? Because that's what they want you to think. Now, you represent the NBA. They can fire you. But forcing an apology, and then he threw 500 grand at the uh, Jewish centers. They, and I'm well, like, they is, made him and the Nets throw 500 grand at it. Is that better? He still no. thinks it. So punishing him with money is going to make him more angry at you. Right. Like, it's going to make him feel like, see, this is what they do. His $42 million salary this year. Right, and he'll think to himself, they've got to silence you. Oh, he already thinks that. Right, and so he's the and he's not wrong. Right. Like, I'm not siding with his beliefs. I'm siding with his right to have them. But that's that's the other thing about it is that I, I think you kind of touched on it. You don't know that that's his belief. He Even if it, it out, is, he, he put can. it out there because however he felt about it, he might have felt enlightened. You know about what I have a belief? One way or another. He's completely stupid for doing it. 100%. I he's, totally he's, agree he's with that. He's completely moronic for doing what he did. And Twitter is the dumbest place for you to express your views when they're dumb or great. It's a dumb place to live. I don't think you should ever like Twitter. To me, is something that eventually is just stupid. Well, forever. it's all going to change now. Well, fine, new owners. Well, and then more people Owner. are going to be more, yeah, more people are going to be stupid on Twitter than ever before. But to this, me, it's senior hall in high school. You hang out in senior hall because everybody shares the same goddamn opinion. Right. The stoners are off in there, and there you click up their hall. You click up, yeah. and that's senior hall because that's where all the cool kids. Right, hang but it's out. clicked up with amplifiers. So then the oh, other yeah, clicks 100%. hear you, and you're like, oh, they're talking about us. But Kyrie Irving has a right to say and be stupid. 
that's what that's what makes this country great is that you can have terrible, awful views, and we should, as all of us Americans, say, "I defend your right to have those terrible views and my right to say your views are terrible," because I can look at things that I think are mainstream and think they're terrible views, and if you don't fall in line, you can you know run the risk of being called a bigot or whatever else. I don't care, and when you don't care, it's a glorious feeling when you just are like. I'm going to stick to my guns and I don't care. I kind of admire that Kyrie Irving, even though he's bad, is like, you guys are dicks for pushing this agenda towards me. That's not, you don't even know what the, I guarantee you half of them on ESPN that are bitching about what he did didn't watch the movie or read the book. And there might be something in that that enlightens you. There might be something in that that confirms your feelings. I'm curious about what. There also might be something in there that says, oh my God. This is the most anti-Semitic thing I've ever read. I don't know. I haven't read it. But just for watching it, they're giving him heat. And he's an Alex Jones guy, and he's one of those. But he has a right to do that. You have a right to be that. And people can hate you, and they have a right to to do that too. And your free speech, blah, 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 has repercussions. His employers have that right to say, you're fired. But you think everybody on the Brooklyn Nets, you don't think there's one bigot on the team that hates Jews? There's a good chance that every team has somebody that has some view of something that you're like, wow, that is way off base. And and they have a right to feel that way. Now, if it goes public like Kyrie did, which is stupid, you run the risk of losing your job. Yeah, but isn't that also the danger, though, too? Is I'm not saying we let them keep it private, but the people with the most private views in that way end up blowing up something. I Love the idea that a a bigot can explode and tell their true views. That's why I thought the civil rights thing protected them. In that way, in speaking, I'm saying that you're what we're we're doing to take you a step further is by silencing them, you're making them keep it quiet, and then they're going to explode in another way. See, that's what I thought the civil rights movement did. It silenced the people from feeling comfortable going. I don't want anybody of this particular group to come into my store, whatever. It made it so they were it was illegal to do that. So they took it out in other ways. So I don't I, look. I think exposing Kyrie Irving, if he's like, yeah, the guy's a, a and have your opinion. He's an anti-Semite. He's a dick, and the Nets kept him, so they're dicks too. You know, the NBA is, seems to be coddling this because he's so good at basketball. They're dicks too. That's your right as a person to say, I'm not going to support it. Right, but you don't get a call for him to be banned from the league no. or anything like if that. If they that's want to, decision. that's their choice. Yeah, but that's not the fans or Twitter's no. decision. Nope. Not at all. And it's just the fact that I guarantee you. That teams have gone down that road where they let Twitter right. speak for them. I guarantee you, if a woman sat in a men's professional sports locker room, there would be five lawsuits just on the conversations. If they were free and open about what they actually were doing, you know the way the way they treated road squish, the hookers. You know the Suns had that one girl that now is pregnant that blew yep. the entire team in the bubble. Like there, there are. It is a young, fully testosterone-driven group of people doing probably terrible things, all under you know, protection of, like, image. Kyrie's a moron, period. But forcing apologies is not an apology. I don't know why people think that that's a – and it, it doesn't make – like, if I said, Toledo, you have to apologize. You're like, I don't know what I but – if, but if I don't apologize, you're going to fire me? Fine, I'm sorry. What good does that do? You just hold a the hold humiliation, a, I guess. You hold a saber over their neck and say your head falls off if you don't fall in line with me. It's just going to drive Bow him to the king. It will privately drive him the other way. It's going to push him further into crazy. Kyrie's had ten coaches in twelve years. He can't get along with anybody. He's a dick, and maybe has crazy thoughts. But it's just doesn't. Don't we live in a place where you're allowed to have crazy thoughts? And then it's up to the employer. It's not. I mean, everybody can kind of protest it, but forcing the apology is dumb let him say what he wants he'll eventually drum himself out and that would be the bigger embarrassment is this guy all by himself you know what kanye's doing all by himself is just making it so his money and his wealth and his status are disappearing and nobody's people are like you need to apologize and you know it's like that's not going to do anything let him just keep going crazy and he'll walk off the cliff on his own the, apolo- the forced apology of this nation has just gotten out of control. Force an apology. It doesn't do anything. Brady, I kicked you in the nuts. You apologize. I don't want to. Do it or else. Or else what? There's repercussions to me kicking you in the nuts. Sure, okay, I'm sorry. 
You didn't mean that. And then it's just this. Cycle I blame of, your parents on that. It's a cycle of strangeness. Well, yeah. If I walked up and kicked people in the nuts, I yeah. was raised wrong. You're 100 yeah. percent right. Watch this. I'm like, wow, what an asshole. Parents must have been terrible. But yeah, forced apologies are my beef. People are idiots. That time the Catholic Church tried to force an apology, we want a public apology. I'm like, you want to humiliate me? That's your, you don't want an apology. You don't really want me to, to feel remorseful or bad about what I do. You want to humiliate me. And I'll apologize to you individually and anyone else from your group that wants to come in and say, you apologize to me, I'll do it face-to-face like men. But I'm not going to be humiliated publicly for what you say everyone feels. I don't subscribe to that. I don't believe you represent the thoughts and views of everyone under your umbrella. I think there are diverse uh, myriad of things that people think that go to your Look church. Look what Will Smith tried to do. He wanted to reach out to, to Chris Rock. He could have. But everyone wanted him to go out publicly and apologize right. for what he did, and he, and he had to. But his first thing was like, he's trying to reach He Chris. never did. That was the problem. He never did that. I thought he did. Nope. After Chris Rock said, nobody's ever tried to get in touch with me. He didn't. He tried. What he did was put that mea culpa out to the public to protect his own image. He did a public apology. He never called Chris Rock and said, look, I'm. And that's all that would have taken to make that go away in a day. As Chris Rock comes out and says, Will called me. We're cool. He apologized. He snapped. He lost his mind. I mean, how fast would that have gone away? He didn't. He did the opposite, which his made him even bigger. Day. Nobody called Chris Rock. Chris Rock's made a big point saying no one's ever reached out to me. Not one person. And eventually, he did. they did. But it was way like months, a month later. It's terrible. Forced apologies. You know who you do forced apologies with? Your wife. Just to stop oh, the madness. <laughs> you stand. You would. All right. Look, if I apologize, does this go away? I don't want to make you apologize. Well, you kind of are, but I'm sorry. The problem becomes is they want the explanation Aside from the apology, right. just apologize. Just, just, say just say sorry. Let's not. Meanwhile, let's, let's not dive into this and make this <laughs> hole bigger. The female apology, and I didn't know this, is always "I'm sorry, but." Exactly. Or "I'm sorry, you." But you. I'm sorry me. you feel that way. Well, then you're not that sorry, are you? You're, you're sorry you're, for my. You're sorry problem. for yeah. me. You're not sorry. I'm for sorry yourself. you think that that's a problem. I'm sorry you're so angry at me. <laughs> and that's not an apology. They're good at it. We should have all women. Help men in trouble apologize because you ladies are amazing at the spin on an apology. I've never once heard a lady go, I was wrong. I am so sorry. And it's over. I'm sorry, but had you not taken that trash out at seven instead of five when I asked you, this never would have happened. So somehow or another you're apologizing for what essentially is my fault? Yeah. I'm sorry, but I did kind of tell you. Yeah. I'm sorry that you don't know when to do things. Oh, Oh, wow. Here we go. Blame. Jeez Louise. But yeah. Guys are bad at apologizing, too. We're just kind of clumsy with it. Women are good at it. I wish I was a blind ref. I have an excuse of why I keep knocking things over. <laughs> Craziness. Anyway, I don't know how we got this late. Stupid Jerry Jones in his blind guy costume. Wow. Sorry, blind people. It's 739. Uh, pick a song quick from the uh, oh Big Board of Musical Treats. I'll tell you who it's sponsored by, Action Ride Shop, which is getting ready. It's snowing. Tonight, it's going to snow in Flagstaff. We got uh, Chris up there at Flagstaff. I yeah. had to tell him, I'm like, listen. You've never driven on snow before. It's no fun. Just don't do it. Just just yeah. walk around campus yeah. for a day. Walk on it. Crunch around. Slide yeah, yeah, once. Yeah. 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 But uh, it's snowing up in Flagstaff. Probably later today. Definitely tomorrow. They're going to get a little uh, dusting. It's like and 100% that, tomorrow. Yeah. And that means that they're going to have the skis ready. And that's what Action Ride Shop's about. If you're uh, mountain biking or biking around the streets here in our beautiful weather down in the valley, that's one thing. You get a bike over there or get ready for the ski season up there in the White Mountains and up there in Flagstaff. Snowboarding is going to be huge. And if you, if you want to get uh, the best stuff from the best people, maybe even a little lesson from Josh, who is an outstanding snowboarder, uh, you know what? He'll help you out. Talk you through it. Action Ride Shop over there in uh, Gilbert and a little bit north of the 60. You can't miss it. It's a gigantic store of awesomeness. And check them out at actionrideshop.com. What's the song, Toledo? Uh, someone's putting this one out there for me. Jane's Addiction had a dad. I got corn blind like a million times. That one's good. Uh, the World is Burning, Ember Falls. <laughs> Song 2 from Blur. Uh, I think it was Fieldy's birthday yesterday. Well, it? Let's do Blind by Corn, though. Okay. It's perfect. And for Jerry Jones, who did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. It was offensive to referees. If an organization of referees came out and said, I can't believe you would do this to us. Maybe. Not blind people.
Blind people can't be NFL refs. Sorry. Not qualified. At all. Not even a little bit. No. No. You know what else you can't do? Fly a helicopter. Not going to let you do that. I'm not getting on it with you. You might be able to get it up and down there, but I'm not trusting that you know where you're going. We'll hand over the stick for a minute. Yeah, maybe. And I'll maybe. say I'll say this by yourself. Not doing it. Not autopilot, nothing else. It's just there's just certain things that you shouldn't be doing. Fact. Go nuts and impress me with all the other things because I'm blown away. Like Ray Charles' story about how he wanted to know how a radio worked, so he took it apart and felt all the parts and then put it back together. Baffling. Yeah. Amazing. But his sense of touch was like in tune with his brain in a different way. And again, whether or not. Yeah, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe he broke the radio and then There's glued it back together. And it was like, so many oh, stories. He's a genius. <laughs> tell about people. If that's true. You're right. If that's true, it's amazing. Yeah. There's a chance it's all made up to make it a little bit better. He might have just smashed the radio up and then made it look right somehow. And they're like, wow, he tried to put it back together. That's pretty impressive. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fees. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.